Hey everybody, it's Michael Posnick, and I have my special guest returning this week, Patty Campbell from Powerhouse Realty. And today's subject on our shiny new podcast is picking a real estate agent. And I bring this up this week because we've actually had to do that with the last few months because Patty's daughter has been looking for a house. And our, uh, would you say our net result wasn't that great? Yes, I would agree. <laughs> so our net result wasn't that great. We actually, we'll get into it more in this podcast, but I think picking a real estate agent is vitally important when you're looking for real estate anywhere because it is going to make your journey, your purchasing journey, either very, very smooth, rewarding, and potentially profitable when you go to buy or sell than picking an agent that has no experience, no negotiating ability, and hasn't done any transactions. Welcome to the podcast. If you haven't already, be sure to subscribe to it, and we'll actually make a third episode. If we don't get any demand, we won't make any more. It sounds like a threat, but it's not, <laughs> right? Supply and demand. And of course, if you have any questions about Prince Edward Island or PEI Real Estate, email them to us, and we'll, we'll put that on the show. So picking a real estate agent, in my opinion, probably the biggest concern that I have right now is as markets get better right across North America, whether it's Prince Edward Island, Toronto, New York, Los Angeles, or wherever, your amount of real estate agents, those people that have licenses, goes up astronomically. And in PEI, prior to 2016, we had about 100 and change real estate agents, 120, 130, would you say? Mm-hmm. And now we have close to 500. The challenge being a lot of those new real estate agents aren't doing real estate full-time. They're not spending the time getting the education that they need. They're not taking negotiating courses. So even though some of them can claim to be, you know, like many agents, been in business for a year or two or five or 10 or 15 years, they may have not done any transactions. In order to be in real estate or even have a brokerage in PEI, you don't even have to have a single transaction. You can get your real estate agent license on a Monday and Tuesday open up a broker. There's no prerequisite. There was a rumor that you required two years of experience or holding an active license, but that has been proven to be nothing more than a myth or a want but the uh, the bot suggestion or a suggestion. So when you pick somebody, longevity is not indication of experience. Experience would important because of anything. I mean, if you're hiring a brain surgeon, do you want the guy fresh out of medical school? Or the guy's done a thousand brain surgeries. Patty, if you're looking for a real estate agent for your daughter, what are we going to be looking for this time? Well, I. First, I'd like to make sure they have market knowledge of the area that, in this instance, uh, situation my daughter is actually looking in, um, so that I know they understand property values and hopefully properly advise uh, my daughter whether she is paying more um, than she should be, uh, is I think one of the most important um, points at this point. At this juncture with, with her, I would trust as a buyer's agent that they would provide that information and guidance to her. I think the key thing you said there, unless I read you wrong, is in this particular case, these agents lived hours worth of driving away from the property that was offered on. Is that correct? Uh, yes. Yeah, they did. 
Right. So how can you have a knowledge? Like one of the things about the realtor code, a realtor is someone that is uh, a part of the Canadian Real Estate Association abides by their ethics codes. And one of those ethic codes are you aren't supposed to be operating in markets that you don't know anything about. And in this case, that's what they are doing. But whose fault is it at the end of the day? It's kind of yours, isn't it? And the uh, daughters, because you guys picked an agent that knew nothing about the market. Um, yes. However, they presented and said that they that they did. Uh, they had listings in the area, which, again, as a consumer going through this experience and which is golden, in my opinion, because I get to feel what, you know, a, a consumer who has no knowledge um, would go through and how they would make their decisions and choices. I seen a couple listings in the area. I made the the um, uh, the false assumption that that implied market knowledge in that area. No, absolutely. And the thing about Nova Scotia or Ontario, you just use those two examples, or New Brunswick, Newfoundland, is they're big provinces, and to have one agent that's thirteen hours away you know, represent a property that they know nothing about, even though, how do, how do I put this? You want someone local. And in PEI, it's a small enough province to have knowledge of the entire island if that agent, uh, like you and I, having done this for almost 40 years, it's 39 years right now. Collectively, yeah. Collectively, to know the island. But to expect an agent to know all of Nova Scotia or all of Ontario would be practically impossible because they're massive provinces. And even in PEI, based on my knowledge, you're not, most agents aren't going to know the whole island because a lot of them don't want to travel that far and put those miles on the car or invest the time. Yeah. And, and again, it's easy for someone to say they work in just using PEI because that's where we're drawing our experience from. To say that they know the island tip-to-tips market, the reason I think we can make that claim is because each of us have lived in Summerside. Um, you much longer than I, I did. I lived in Summerside for about five years and predominantly worked Summerside and the west um, of Western PEI's market. And then in 2015, I moved to Charlottetown and ended up and it did take about the first year of you know my my time in Charlottetown to start to learn, understand the little pocket communities, neighborhoods, understand the market, um, understand you know the the temperature of the market, you know where where are the hot spots here um, and Eastern PEI. And I know you've done the same. So that's what gives us a unique you know perspective and. And we can make the claim that we do work the island tip to tip, but many have not had that same journey. Right. Certainly not in the bigger provinces. So make sure the agent you're hiring has some knowledge of the market. In this particular case, you know, some of the houses we look at were in neighborhoods that were questionable. We wouldn't know it. We wouldn't know any difference. It's the first time I had ever been to that town, and same with Patty. Mm-hmm. So make sure they know the actual area you're looking at. If you're looking for a house in Summerside, ask them if they lived in Summerside. Ask them how you know how many properties they've sold or they've listed there. It's important. Just because someone's had their license for ten years doesn't mean they haven't sold 
you know, they've sold two properties. That doesn't add up to experience because you find out they're working full-time somewhere else. So number two, what would you say number two would be? Well, just on, on that is how many transactions, because that's kind of where you just let, so if, if the number of transactions is number two, um, you know, many will say they've been in the business for, so say myself, I can say as of January, um, I have been selling full-time uh, real estate on Prince Edward Island. Uh, but what does that equate to to transactions? It sounds good. It sounds like, oh, 14 years. Well, she knows her stuff. But what if I was, and like you had said with the first example, what if I was doing this part-time? Um, what if I'm not very good? What if I... Uh, what if you move from another area? You're, you know, you got 20 years experience, but 19 and a half of it are in Toronto. Yeah, well, for sure. And that's why I say, yes, it doesn't matter how long you've been selling real estate as a whole. How long have you been selling real estate in the area that you are claiming to be a realtor and have market knowledge? Or where you're buying in. Correct. So uh, for me, like I was saying, I was 14 years here. But that still doesn't that doesn't indicate um, expertise. You know, do you want and and I use and anyone that's you know clients of mine will know they've heard this example from me uh, before. There's many you know general practitioners. They serve their purpose a hundred percent. But you want to go to your general practitioner or your you know doctor medical doctor for open heart surgery. You would want a specialist. You would want a cardiologist to you know oversee the procedure. So I strive, I am not saying I am because I continue to educate on a daily basis, but I strive to be that specialist in my industry, as I know you do as well, Michael, um, so that I can properly inform, educate, protect, and serve my clients um, that choose to work with me. Uh, I have also, and this is where, um, along with that 14 years, how many transactions I don't know what your number is, Michael, but I know I've done over 500 transactions, you know, um, and I haven't added this year's total in, but I've got, I know confidently I can say over 500 transactions I put together. And I'm going to ask you, why do you think that's, why would that be important to a, a consumer? It's important, just like the brain surgeon analogy in that if you do run into a complication, you're not sitting there looking for textbooks or Googling it. Absolutely. Right? So some of the questions for a new agent, where do you live? Well, if they live four and a half hours away, they're probably not going to go out of their way to show a house on four minutes notice because they can't get there anyway without a jet ski or something. I don't know, rocket ship. The other question I would have, most importantly, are you doing this full time? Or are you working for the federal government or you got another business cooking omelets? For Cavendish Farm. Oh, we got or... one... one uh, Delivering pizza. One broker starting a restaurant. So he's learning how to cook omelets and at the same time running a brokerage. I want someone that's focused on me 100%, someone that's full-time. If they're not full-time, they better have someone on their team that is that's going to be taking care of me because I'm very needy. You are high demand. <laughs> so transactions, experience, you know, locality, where they live just for the sake of convenience, they're going to be much more ready to show a house that's two minutes away and four and a half hours away. Continuing education, you become a real estate agent, you require typically three educational credits, plus or minus, depending what province or state you're in. And some of those can be done on a Zoom call, which, you know, you fire up the webinar, you put it in the background, go cook lunch and come back and you have your credit. Yeah. That's what Education's you do, right? one. I do not do that. Uh, so 
continuing your education, if you've got an agent that's flying all over the country, you know, maybe they're members of different organizations that advocate higher education, or maybe they're taking negotiating classes. Negotiating is a huge, huge part of real estate, particularly if I'm representing you as a buyer. I will do the best I can to get you the best deal, providing, you know, we're we're working in that agency and that fiduciary responsibility, buyer's contract. Yeah. Whatever. What other what extra credentials do they do they have? Do they have any credentials in nations? Yep. Right in in uh, negotiating, and if someone's done thousands of transactions, then you know they hopefully can be a better negotiator than someone that does this on part time and's done part is already done. Yeah, because they're going to kicked around like a football. In 2016, there's 130 agents out of those 130. There might have been 20, 25 that were doing this, doing 80 percent of the business. Yeah, 2016, I'd say there was about 200 of us uh, in the business at that time. And same as the 80-20 rule, there was you know 20 percent of us doing 80 percent of the work. So which rule still applies today? But unfortunately, our market's quite saturated with. Realtors, because they felt in 2020, 2021, this became a business, an industry of, you know, a license to print money. And unfortunately, I think the standard of service and care has uh, been lowered. And, you know, I want to make sure, and which is why I agree to go on these with you, uh, Michael, is I want to make sure that standard level of care is as high as we can, um, you know, provide for our clients by making sure our clients know which questions to ask, you know, for a, a their representative, whether they're looking for a, a listing agent or a buyer's agent, you know, make sure the agent is educate, educated, working in the, you know, business full time, preferably, or has somebody that does that's going to be primarily taking care of them, making sure that they you know, have the not just only the time in the industry to to, you know, proclaim, but that they have the transactions behind them to protect me, to foresee any issues or problems that might arise so that I feel better protected as a as a client and I feel safe and protected. And I mean, real estate is a roller coaster ride. My job as I foresee it here as a as a realtor is to lessen the bumps of the journey. It's to provide as best of a real estate experience as I can, trying to get, you know, keep as much money in my client's pocket as possible, whether, you know, they're buying or, or uh, selling their properties. So um, that's that would be my, my uh, guidance and input. Yeah, and in closing, in a number of states and provinces, it's illegal to represent the buyer and seller, and I think that should be what's happening here in PEI. I know Patty doesn't, and I really don't want to represent the buyer and seller unless it's just everyone's in agreement as to what they're doing. It's a simple contract, a no-brainer, no negotiating. Because I can't advocate, and Patty can't advocate for a purchaser trying to get them the best deal when you're, you know, you're advocating for a vendor and trying to get some more money. Perfect. Another podcast agency. So let's not go off on a rabbit trail here. Okay, no rabbit trail. We'll cover that in a future podcast if there is one. And that will be determinant as to how many people subscribe and uh, rate the podcast six stars or higher. I think it goes from one to five, so six is even better. (laughs) And comment if you can. Have a great day. Thanks for listening. Yeah, thank you, everyone. Thank you, Michael. Have a good day. Bye-bye.